Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. We are so glad that you've taken time out of your day to join us. We hope you sit back, relax, open up your heart and your mind, and figure out today how the word we're going to talk about fits into your life. My name is Stacey Johnston. Honored to be here with you, and equally as honored as always to sit alongside my co-host, Kathy Holland. Kathy, how are you today? I am doing great. I was talking to a lady the other day about all the things going on. She's like, I just love your attitude. And I was like, well, it's all about perspective, right? So you might as well find the happy in all of it. So I'm great. I'm good. I'm blessed. How are you? Amen. I love it. The same. You know, I I look around and I, I feel so humbly honored by the fact that we get to share this time together that we get to have these beautiful conversations with people from all over the world. We're not bound by airports and regulations and all the drama. We just get to sit back and engage in this beautiful time together. And we get to learn. I'm so honored always by the things that I learn, by the wisdom that gets shared with us. And it just gives me so much, um, I don't know, just, just a, a positive glow on the world. You know, if you look at the news and you, and you watch what's going on out there, there, there's so much heavy and so much hard, and people are so in such a place. But then there's this light that shines in the middle of that with these beautiful people that have this amazing knowledge and this wonderful wisdom and this love that's spread all over the world. And I'm just honored that we get to do that and participate in that. How does this all resonate with you? You know, I think I think right now, especially right now, right, globally, there is a substantial amount of things going on, right? So I think that this just brings me back down to, to connection, right? Because the people that we're connecting with, the stories that we're hearing, the the, the definitions, the feelings, the, the interpretations – are all from people that, despite what's going on around the world, all feel the need to do the same, right? They all feel the need to ground, come back, and talk about something real. So I think it's just a kind of an eye-opener on how important communication is. I love that. I love that. I love that aspect. It's just... I agree. I love the communication. I love the fact that this is a safe spot where we can talk about whatever we're going to talk about today, and there's no apprehension, there's no fear, there's no judgment. It's just safe, and it's okay. And I hope that this shows the world that communication is still safe. It's still okay. You don't have to ask permission, right, for everything, for how you feel and and how you understand something. And I hope this helps bring that back home to people and provides that safety and communication again. I think it's something that we need in this world right now, and I'm honored that we get to bring that to light. So thank you, as always, Cassie, for your time and for joining me and for sharing this experience with me. I'm, I'm honored to have you still alongside me. Let's bring our guest in today. We have a beautiful lady joining us who was kind enough to be a guest on our Uncaked Heroes podcast and has agreed to come back and share this moment with us. So ladies and gentlemen, Christine Schroeder, how are you today? 
I'm doing so great. Thanks so much for having me, Stacey and Kathy. I'm thrilled to be here and to share a little bit of the Midweek Candy. I love it. Tell me, what was your draw? What was your incentive for coming back and having this one-word conversation with us today? I have to say that when I heard the name, the Midweek Mind Candy, I was like, yep, that's what I need in my life. I sometimes feel like I need a little mental boost on those Wednesdays. It's kind of like feeling like somebody's there and gives me some positive words and keeps me going, whether I'm in a car ride or whether I'm like sitting somewhere and watching my kids. It's just, it's so immense how words can really change your life and your thinking and like add that positivity to your day. Well, thank you for sharing this space with us. And for the record, there's probably 200 beautiful words out there to share with your listeners so they can all gain this very same kind of fun and knowledge and hope. So thank you for joining us and adding to our list. Today, we're going to talk about the word hope. When you hear that word, what's your first thought, Christine? Well, so when I hear hope, it's something that it goes kind of like with believing. Because if I always tell my children, if you hope for certain things, you have to actually put your mind into it. And you have to see yourself doing it. And you have to, like, nearly visualize you yourself doing it. And eventually, you're going to start believing it. So there's this amazing show that I love watching on TV. It's called Ted Lasso. And Ted Lasso is a a coach from the United States that goes to uh, England and starts coaching soccer, which he doesn't know a lot about. But he just kind of goes for it, and he puts up a little sign, and it says belief. And I think hope and belief really are going hand in hand. So if you have hope for certain things or aspirations, start believing it. And eventually, it will become second nature, and your hope will be much more than, oh, I'm kind of thinking this will do, but it will actually become more of a mantra to yourself. I know I can do this. I'm believing in this now. And you're going to start sharing it with others too. And maybe it stays a wish or maybe it turns into reality. But you have to start living your dream because otherwise it's just going to stay out there and you're not going to go for it. Beautiful. I love that you share that aspect with your children. That's beautiful. Kathy, how about you? When you hear the word hope, what do you think of So hope is a touchy subject for a lot of people, right? Because there's there is right, there's negativity right there's there's false hope, there's there's all kinds of stuff, right? But I think it's the one thing that people don't realize that they already have. Right, because If you were not hoping that next Thursday would come, you wouldn't have made a doctor's appointment for them, right? Mm -hmm. If you weren't hoping that you'd get to cook your favorite dinner, you wouldn't go to the grocery store because you wouldn't have... You wouldn't, it would, the groceries wouldn't be there, right? You wouldn't go there. 
It's it's something that is so small, and I think that people think that it is such a big feat, and it's it's not. It's something that everybody has. You know, you hope that you do good with your children, and you hope that you're a good parent, and then you go to the school, and somebody random says, I just love your kids. They're so sweet. Right? So, you know, if you didn't, everybody has it. I love that. I love the fact that we, we can see unrecognized hope. You know, I spent about 12 years in the, in the adult and adolescent mental health field, and, and we had those very same discussions, and people would say, I just don't have any hope. And I go, well, let me ask you a question. Do you set your alarm to get up in the morning? And they go, well, yeah. And I go, isn't that hoping that the next day is going to be here? And so sometimes I think people, like, just like you said, just need to, to realize that they actually do have hope. They just don't see it as hope. Because I think sometimes we think hope is this, this big prophetic thing. And, and sometimes it's so simple, just like you said, just hoping that that doctor's appointment comes around next Thursday. I love that concept. I love that idea. I, you know, I think a, a lot, hope is a lot the same for me. I think hope is believing in what you can't see. Right, hope is is believing that that it, it's going to be okay, that you're going to be a great mom, that marriage is going to work out, that Thursday's going to come, and so I think hope gets very disguised. We look for it to be this big life changing things, and sometimes it's so small that when we finally recognize it, then it does change our life. It does change our concept. And uh, I I know this really wise woman one day that was walking out of her room. And someone mentioned the word hope, and she turned around and said, hope, that stands for hold on, pain ends. I love that acronym. And uh, I'm going to give you credit, Cassie. Thank you for sharing that with us that day. I've held on to that for a very long time. That that hope just stands for hold on, pain ends. I, I think that's beautiful. Christiana, where does it take you? Well, when I think of hope, especially given that we move into the holiday season now too, is that we just have these internal moments and it could be struggles or it could be joy that we are sharing. And I think hope is just also reaching out to others and sharing those moments of struggles and joy with them. Because especially during the holiday, even though we always think, oh, it's like friends and family, so many people are very lonely. And by reaching out, you're actually giving them hope in the fact that there is community. And you're saying, all right, so what are your holiday traditions? I would love to hear about it. Or before we started the recording, we talked about what did we do during Thanksgiving. It's nice because you're creating a network. You're creating this mental experience where you're basically sharing your favorite cultures and maybe bringing a smile to somebody else's face. And that smile might just be hope because you're like, well, I'm, you know, I, I thought I was lonely, but I actually have friends. I have people across the nation that ask about me, that want to hear what I'm doing. And frequently I ask my children, show me, what did you do in, in school today? I don't want to just hear it. I want to see it. Show me. And it gives them hope that I really care. So I think that we all sometimes tend to be so wrapped up in our thoughts that we just should show a little bit about caring for others and creating more of a, an open space for sharing our thoughts and feelings. 
Mm. Love it. It's beautiful. Kaisa, let me ask you ladies a different question. We all coach other people in some aspect of our lives and in some aspect of theirs. When you look at when you look at the 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 time that you spend with other people, people that come to you looking for a new way, a new thought, a new hope, right? When when you're working with those people, how do you utilize their position to bring hope into their recovery? Kathy, I'm going to start with you. So, in recovery, right, especially from substance abuse, hope can be a double-edged sword. It's always good, right? But you have hope, right? If you didn't have hope, you wouldn't be seeking treatment. Period. That's just the way it is. If there was no hope, you wouldn't have seeked help, you wouldn't have reached out, you wouldn't have taken the steps, right? What you hope is people are going to recognize what you're doing, right? And they're going to to understand and to kind of take the journey with you, right? I'm here to tell you that's the double-edged sword part because that doesn't happen all the time. Rarely ever, actually. Like, never. Mm. Anyway, that's beside the point. If you, if you didn't have hope, like I said, you wouldn't be looking for treatment. But hope is why you stay in treatment. Right? You hope it's mm. going to work. You hope it's going to fix the problem. You hope it's going to make you feel better. Mm. Beautiful. I love that, and the and the reality when that when that recovery hits and you then and hope becomes real. It's a beautiful moment when you see that hope become real. Christiana, how about you? When you work with people in in the in the realm of coaching that you do, how do you utilize hope? That's a great question, and I really agree with Kathy about that. That. You know, it, there are moments of darkness and you're kind of like feeling, I hope this is going to work, but you really just don't know. I mean, hindsight, we're always smarter and we say, well, I guess that really didn't lead to the outcome I was hoping for. And that's also learning. So I, when I speak with my clients and also my family, I frequently say, it's not failure. You were hoping for it. It didn't quite lead to the outcome that you were hoping for, but at the same time, that's learning. So, okay, we figured out that one didn't work. So let's try something different and also think about it, okay, so maybe even though it didn't work, is there something we can take away from this? So I always tell my clients, we have to normalize failure and we have to say that this is not me failing. It's not because I, I give up or because I don't know what else to do. It's just I'm figuring out things, and it's just my own unique way of getting where I'm supposed to be. So don't give up hope because as you started, you know, the recording, getting up in the morning is already an amazing experience. Getting up and saying, welcome, this is a new day. 
that in itself is already hoping that this day will bring something new along, something positive, or maybe some other learning. So don't ever think of like, oh gosh, this is an absolute failure, or I didn't do this well. Just take it away as an experience, and then maybe even share those experiences, because other people feel they struggle but we all have our unique struggles, and the more we share it, the more it actually normalizes that we all have our own unique baggage of challenges and struggles we go through, and it makes it more human and more normal. So much truth in that. You know, I think when, when, when I work with people that, that come to me, they're hoping for something better, right? They're hoping for a new thought, a new idea, a new approach, and they're they're hoping that 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 the money they spend for for coaching or they're hoping that this process is going to be well. So what I really try to do with people is go, okay, how do you make that hope a reality? Right? Like I hope it's going to be warm next Thursday, but if it's not, how do you manage that? Right? And so I think I take hope and go, okay, so what are you hoping for? And then what can we do between now and then to meet that goal for you? Right, so that we take that hope and turn it into the little pieces of reality all along the way. Because I think that's what hope does for us. It, it builds possibility, right? And, and then when it comes, we're like, oh, my gosh, I was hoping it would be this well, right? I was hoping that it would go like this. I, I was hoping that you would be here. And so I think sometimes living into that reality makes hope real, right? It takes it from that that etherical place out there where, you know, you dream about it or you hope about it or you wish about it, and it becomes a reality. And, and I, think that's, I think that's a huge building block for what comes next for you, right? You recognize that your hopes can become real and they can move you forward to the next place. And then it makes it easier to hope for the next thing because you begin to believe in your ability. I love it. So we, we've all had aspects of young children in our lives. Cassie, you've got young children. Christiana, you have young children. I'm, I'm blessed to be able to watch my grandchildren grow up. How do you utilize hope and reality when your kids come into play? Cassie? So... Hope is... very important for children, right? I think it's right along the same lines as honesty, right? Because if kids are full of hope, right, they're full of hope, they're full of wonder, they're, they, they crave learning, right? They're just little sponges. And I think that part of what fuels that is honesty, right? Being completely honest with your children as far as if that could happen or this could happen, knowing that both of these could happen, you still have the choice, right? But being honest with them is what I think provides hope because it gives them the ability to make the decision, accomplish the task, and build faith in themselves, right? So then it builds hope in them that they can do the next thing. Mm. Beautiful. So use hope as a building block. I love that. I love that. How about you, 
Christiana, how do you manage hope with your children? Well, especially given that we move into the holiday season now, um, there's just so much we can do with regard to speaking about wishes and dreams and, you know, like I'm, I still ask my children, even though I have teenagers now, to put together a wish list. And maybe they were saying, oh, I'm hoping I'm going to get this and I'm, I'm so, like, wanting, like, this sort of thing. And we don't do that. We don't buy everything on their wish list because I think it's important that they understand it's a wish list and they may be hoping for certain things, but at the same time, it's not, you know, that this is what the holiday season is all about. Hoping is also about some dreams that just might remain dreams, and it's also about being realistic, about, you know, like figuring out, all right, some of these are maybe not necessarily what I really need. I'm just putting it on there because I think it's kind of a, a cool gift. So I'm, I'm always telling them some wishes will remain wishes and you can hope that maybe you get it for your birthday or maybe you will not get it. So just keep up hope and think about this and don't think about it as black and white, like it will crush your dreams if you don't get it because that's not how life is. We're never, um, you know, like super excited and then we are like super sad. Kind of like try to be a little bit more balanced. That resilience that we are really trying to instill in our children. So try to figure out, well, if something doesn't work out and you have your hopes really high, how are you going to fall back and how are you going to cope? And coping mechanisms are so important in children to teach them. So maybe, you know, you opened all your gifts and you didn't get the thing you were really hoping for. All right, that's totally fine because I'm sure there were amazing things under the tree. And at the end of the day, maybe other people um, really just enjoyed your company. So it was more the community that you built right there. So resilience and grit is something that we can really instill in our children and feeling like they got a little toolkit that they can strengthen their mental health and, of course, their mind and bringing them to a more positive spot. Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I love the parenting aspects so many times of so many of the words that we do. It, because it's so empowering for parents to realize, right, that, that about the communication. I mean, I think this, these kind of conversations help me when I talk to my children, when I talk to my grandchildren. And uh, so I love the fact that, that we can pull this all in to the family area and bring it together. I'm, I'm so grateful, ladies. I've had such a great time with this conversation. I could keep having this all day long. I'm always hopeful that these conversations happen and are beautiful. But with respect to you, Christiana, and with respect to our audience, we are going to have to find a place to wind down. So I would like to start by saying I hope that everyone always remembers that we're brought to you by Enlighten Up and Guided by Grace. If we can serve you in some way, if you'd like to have a conversation with us, you got a word you want to talk about, or you just need someone to listen, we're interested in what you have to say please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com and let's talk. I will start my goodbye by saying thank you so much, Christiana, for your time. I, I hope that you have the most beautiful holiday season ahead and that all the things that you wish for and want in your lifetime come to be true for you. And thank you for sharing your time with us. Cassie, I would love to thank give you, you so the stage much. for a moment. You're very welcome, my friend. 
Kathy, I'd like to give you the stage for a moment. How would you like to leave our audience today with hope? Um, with a, in lieu of holiday season, a challenge, right? Um, be the hope, right? It's the holiday season. Be kind. Smile at somebody you don't know. Open the door for somebody. Help somebody with their groceries. Just be kind because that right there is proof to people that there is hope. Beautiful. I love that challenge. Just be kind, right? Love it. Christiana, we would be honored if you would take the stage and close our show for us. How would you like to leave our audience today with hope? Well, I like that. Um, what Cassie just said was kind of like paying it forward moment because it's small things and they can create a huge momentum. So taking a small step of a, a nice gesture really can lead to a giant leap of bringing hope to somebody. Oh, there, there are nice people out there. Oh, wow. Not everybody's stressed right now. I love this. And I think that we should sometimes just smile at somebody in the grocery store because you might be the person that might just make their day or tell them some nice words or maybe um, think a little bit about your neighbor. Is there something when you're making cookies? Can you bring them some cookies? Or can you write them a card or anything? These small gestures will really create hope and especially during stressful times create also this momentum of joy and to kind of taking a step back and enjoying simple things as well. 